This is the biggest leak in journalism history today. This is just accelerating and we're seeing more and more electronic leaks uh, that are big because we're in the era of big data. Hello and welcome back to the journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Catalina Albanu and this week we're going to be looking at what it's like to work on the Panama Papers and what lessons we can learn from it to prepare us for the next big leak. I spoke to Mark Cabra, the head of the Data and Research Unit at the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, or ICIJ for short, about the task of managing a collaboration between 370 journalists around the world and making sense of over 11 million leaked documents. The Panama Papers, 2.6 terabytes of data uncovering over 200,000 offshore entities, were leaked from law firm Mossack Fonseca to journalists from Munich-based newspaper Süddeutsche Zeitung. They enlisted the ICIJ to help analyse the data. We ended up forming a team of more than 370 journalists in around 80 countries that worked mining that data for a year. I think that were very key, the physical meetings we had. We had two physical meetings, uh, one in Washington and one in Munich, um, that gathered us together throughout the whole year. One of the ICIJ's main roles is to help guide journalists, and I, I sometimes say that we are a bit of like cheerleaders, trying to say, hey, yeah, come on, go team, but also, hey, go here, or why don't you do this? So we're also curating what's happening. And um, I think that that's also very important. The project management role um, that ICIJ plays uh, is very important to keep it all together and keep us all going on the same direction. The organizations who partnered up needed to agree to a simple non-disclosure, cite Süddeutsche Zeitung and the ICIJ in any reports, and agree to keep it a secret until ICIJ decided when to publish the information. Other ground rules were set around the right time to contact people for comment and about who would contact Mossack Fonseca. One thing we've learned from uh, previous uh, investigations based on leaks was that we need to take time to look at the data before deciding anything about the project. And we took a couple of months to look into the data and see how we can plan. It became very clearly to us that we needed time and that a year would be a, a, enough time to deal with this project. We didn't want to just run with the first 10 stories we found. We wanted to find patterns in the system. We wanted to know how the offshore worlds works from the inside. Do not underestimate the time it takes to look at the documents and then verify and expand the power of the documents with public sources and, and, and people that can help you to have better insights. So not just because you got a leak, you have a story. You have to see whether there's any public interest and also use other sources to have a better story. Mar believes the Panama Papers won't be the last leak of this size. She expects to see more leaks of the same scale or larger happening in the future. This poses an exciting challenge for journalists around the world, as it brings up both the issue of finding or building the computer programs and platforms necessary to mine and visualize big data, and also of managing large-scale collaborations within an industry where people have largely worked alone in fear of losing a big scoop to a competitor. I think that it's very important to um, have a feeling of forming a team and that we're all part of the same thing and working towards the same goal. You need to have people that do project management and that talk to everybody, that see what's going on, that help get the 
team to work on the same direction. My boss, Marina Walker, always says, my job is herding the cats. And I think that's a very good description of um, how to work with such a big collaboration. Technology played a key role. The team used mostly open source tools that allowed them to exchange ideas, stay in contact with one another, search the documents and visualize the data. A database had to be reverse engineered from the documents, which came in a variety of formats from emails to pictures. ICIJ used Project Blacklight, an open source tool created for librarians, to enable reporters to search the database more easily. They visualized the connections in the data using a tool called Lincurious. A version of this graph database is now available to the public as part of the offshore leaks. The ICIJ Data and Research Unit didn't exist two years ago. Now it counts six team members, of which three are developers and three are data journalists. The team makes up half of the entire staff at the ICIJ. And while the ICIJ had technologists in-house, there were very varied levels of tech knowledge among the international team who worked on the Panama Papers. While some of them were developers asking for APIs, there were also others who were great investigative journalists, but not necessarily very tech-savvy. Every time we do a project like this and we decide on a tool that is going to help us make a better project, we have to take that into consideration and make it something simple so that reporters uh, on both sides of the spectrum are comfortable uh, doing searches. One of our uh, latest challenges has been trying to get the whole team on PGP. And um, that has been quite challenging. Um, but I think that pretty much all of our reporters now have a PGP key. Using encryption was not a big issue before publication, when the ICIJ's collaborative forum provided a user-friendly, secure environment. But it has become important now as the journalists who worked on the leaks can be identified and targeted. We have a forum that is encrypted, that is somehow secure, where they can actually exchange tips. And for example, when I say somehow secure, I mean that they have to log in through two-step authentication, for example. So that allows for some security to make sure that it's them and it's not somebody acting as if it was them. So I think that having this forum, we call it the global iHub, as an exchange place where people could talk securely and safely was key because sometimes the problems with security tools and with encryptions is that they're not very usable. So that prevents people from communicating. Um, so no, it was not a concern at the beginning. Uh, everybody needed to have, though, a secure way of, of communicating so that we can exchange passwords and things like that. But there are also some email providers um, that provide with encrypted email that uh, we used. After publication, we started to become targets. In security, no matter how much security you put, the weakest link is always the human. Therefore, we've had to strengthen our security measures to basically you know, keep it as, as secret as possible, especially documents, uh, so that there's no leak inside the leak. And the Panama Papers team is still expanding as we speak. While everyone can access some of the data through the offshore leaks database, journalists can request access to the documents by emailing data at icij.org. We got, last thing I remember, around 400 requests from journalists all over the globe asking to get access to the data. And we've been trying to get those email requests at data at icij.org, logged into a spreadsheet, and then that has been looked by a team. We've tried to prioritize countries that have not been covered or countries that have not been well covered. Also, some requests by media organizations that want to do more of a global work, like the New York Times. And we've looked at our capabilities. 
we are a 12 people staff, so we can train so many people. And then we decided to bring on board some more people. I think there's around 30 more people or more that have joined since uh, we actually um, released on April 3rd. If you'd like to find out more about how the published database works and what to do when you think you have a story, go to journalism.co.uk to read our article, How to Find Stories in the Panama Papers Database. A more detailed look at the technology that powered the Panama Papers investigation is also available on the ICIJ website. So what is Mar's key takeaway from her work on the Panama Papers so far? Is there a particular tool or process that will make or break an investigation the next time millions of documents are leaked? A lot of people ask me and ask us, oh my God, how did you keep it all a secret? Oh my God, how did you do that? You need to build on the trust. Without that, there's, there's no biggest leak in journalism history. There's no biggest collaboration in journalism history. If you don't trust the person that you have in front of you to share what you found, then there's no collaboration. I lead a team um, that did the technology behind the Panama Papers, and I think technology can help us be better investigative journalists. But this project has made me believe in the human race because it would not have happened without journalists trusting each other.